the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Today on the podcast, the Broncos have a stable of running backs. They got plenty of good ones. But who will lead the team as training camp, uh, well, it progresses and gets closer and closer. Going to be happening at the end of the month. Uh, Of course, once we get past the holiday, it feels like, well, you know, it's happening. It's here. Uh, So we're going to talk about that today and a lot of other things uh, involving the running backs. This is one of the many parts that we are having of the Broncos Blitz podcast. This is part two of our position breakdown podcast. Of course, we're going to go through every position on the team offense defense and we'll talk about the coaches too we can uh, be sure to check that out at milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com but first our friends at tap 14 1920 blake street just a hop skip and a jump away from coors field so if you're coming out the rockies game and you want to uh, go grab some grub some grub i love the food over there uh, 70 colorado beers on tap 100 colorado distilled spirits go check them out at Tap 14. You can check out them on the web. Tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, a stable of running backs that includes Royce Freeman, D'Angelo Henderson, Devontae Booker, Philip Lindsay. I like those four to make the roster. And uh, I, I do like those four to make the roster. I think you're going to see late round pick David Williams potentially on that practice squad as uh, uh, he turned heads in OTAs. I mean, I know it's OTAs, but certainly, you know, looking good is, is uh, you know, big for him being a late round pick. But I do think those are the four who make it. Uh, Freeman, obviously a higher drafted pick you are keeping on the roster. I think D'Angelo Henderson, and I banged the table for D'Angelo Henderson last year, early in the season. Why are we not seeing this guy? And, and that's, you know, that, that's a tough thing because you may be looking at this running back stable so much more differently if you saw D'Angelo Henderson more last year. You know, it gives you the opportunity to know kind of a little bit of what you're getting. You don't know for sure, but at least having somewhat of an idea. And, and that's on Vance Joseph is, is now you have a complete unknown, really in all four. Um, Devontae Booker has just simply not played enough snaps. We didn't see enough of D'Angelo Henderson last year. Uh, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman now rookies. But I do believe those are the four who make it. I do believe Royce Freeman and Devontae Booker are going to be your two lead backs. Um, I, I think by default, it feels like Devontae Booker is going to be that guy who gets the chance to be that lead guy guy followed by Royce Freeman. Now, for, I, I think it's truly going to be one of them battleground positions because if Freeman stands out in training camp in preseason, he's your winner. He's your job winner. There is nothing Devontae Booker has done that should show you uh, very much like Case Keenum and just say, hey, that the gig is yours. You know, uh, whatever is happening right now with the running back position, it is all leading towards finding a starter. The starter has not been named, and it is completely up in the air. So Royce Freeman, Devontae Booker, I believe are going to be your two lead backs with D'Angelo Henderson being kind of your change of pace.
pace guy. And then Philip Lindsay comes into the mix, a very interesting prospect because he's a hard worker. He's he's out catching passes with Case Keenum this uh, past week, uh, uh, working with the offense and and really showing the Broncos that. This is a guy who means business. I get it. He's undrafted, but he's a fast kid. He's local from here in Colorado. You know the kind of kid you're getting. Good kid. Uh, Somebody with a good head on his shoulders. Smart guy. Wants to play football. And I think this is going to lead to him making the roster. Um, Certainly how much he will be used, that's going to be interesting. Now, of course, Bill Musgrave going to be the orchestrator for all this uh, as far as in the uh, backfield. And I do think you're going to see a, a refreshing usage of the backfield as far as receiving goes. This is a, uh, and this rotates around the quarterback, no bones about it. Of course, Case Keenum is going to be a guy who uh, is going to prefer those short dink and dunks. You know, uh, you are going to get a, a chip on the right side of that offensive line because we've talked about how poor we expect that offensive line. The right guard position, rotating door. Don't know what you're going to get in Jared Valdir. So how great is it to run that play action, that play fake, have the running back chip on that right side? You should be okay on the left side with Ron Leary and Garrett Bowles, and then if option one, two, or three ain't available, you take the two, three-yard dump off. I mean, let's remember Case Keenum threw the ball 50-plus times to uh, Jared McKinnon last year, uh, who was the uh, Vikings running back. So this is something that is not unfamiliar to Case Keenum, and this is where I think you need to, as a offensive mind in Bill Musgrave, try to implement that big into the offense because that was huge for Case Keenum to continue to move the change with those short yardage dump offs. And you do have running backs who cater to that. Uh, D'Angelo Henderson, one of those guys that just get the ball in his hands. He could be an electric guy. We saw the athleticism of Devontae Booker last year, although it was a play that didn't even count, but of course, him jumping over the 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 running backs on that toss or that uh, little dump off from Brock Osweiler. I believe it was in week uh, oh it must have been 13, 14, something like that. Um, and then Philip Lindsay is a guy who is unfamiliar who is not uh, unfamiliar per se to the run- receiving responsibilities, I guess you could say. So uh, it is going to be crucial, I believe, for the Broncos to implement some sort of idea that on nearly every down there is an option at that running back position if Case Keenum wants it. Now, different situations are going to call for different cases, but I do believe that is going to be something that should be implemented, uh, certainly for the Broncos and their offense this year. Now, leaning on the run game is also going to be something you can expect uh, in tight games, in games where they are ahead, because I think you do want to get back to an identity where we're going to run the football and play amazing defense, you know, and that's what they did. They bolstered that defense. They brought that pass rush in, and if they can just get a lead early, or at least be in the game late, then you implement all those running backs and uh, you have a rotating stable. D'Angelo Henderson may not be a top five, top 10 running back, but against a real tired off, a real tired defense, he can run like one. He can be that electric unit that you just kind of plug in in those spots. So uh, leaning on the run game later in games, in tight games, especially when you're ahead. Uh, But this is where the the tight ends are also going to come into play in the run game because uh, you have 
have got to get good blocking from the tight ends uh, to certainly either seal on tosses or uh, really find that. It's always at one block. That one block on that one run that kind of gets highlighted post-game, that's always thrown by the tight end, is picking up that last linebacker who's coming through, who's screaming through the hole, ready to come and get that running back, and you stuff Jake Butchev Hireman in there, just hard-nosed, get in the way, and let your guy to run through. And uh, Denver has to see that. If they're not going to produce on the uh, in the receiving game, fine, but at least as a quality pass blocker, Denver has got to get that from the tight end. That will free up the running backs because we have seen Bill Musgrave in the past as an offensive coordinator have success uh, in the run game. Now NFL totally different uh, from what it what it was, uh, but of course Bill Musgrave was the offensive coordinator when Adrian Peterson ran for 2,000 yards in 2012. He was the offensive coordinator back in the mid 2000s when Fred Taylor ran for 1,500 plus yards. I get it; it's a different offense, it's a different uh, era, you could say, in the NFL. But he also did have a thousand yard rusher in Latavius Murray uh, when the Raiders' offense was just not good in 2015. So certainly, this is not um, something that. Musgrave is going to completely ignore. And so it is important for him to be able to to, um, find that success in the run game because it is those crucial late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter drives that really lean heavily on the run game that Denver is going to have to execute. And that may be more of that Royce Freeman, um, maybe even a little bit of Devontae Booker type time, somebody who can lower the head, get the third in shorts, um, and, and move the chains, keep the offense on the field, run the clock, control the time of possession such an intangible that that is uh, I think ignored by many is the time of possession and making sure that you are allowing that defense to rust because that was the big problem in in the past two years prior is uh, a, a offense that just could not allow the defense to at least rest for uh, you know, at least a first down or two before going back out on the field. And that, that includes moving the chains. And uh, we've seen third and short has been a problem for the Denver Broncos for many years, even back in the Peyton Manning era where they didn't have that, that absolute bulldozer running back. And this is where Royce Freeman could become that, you know, certainly long-term. I don't know about Royce Freeman as far as a major, uh, presence for Denver because uh, he does have a lot of tread on the tires. Uh, Of course, he had uh, a record amount of carries when he was an Oregon Duck, but at 5'11", 230, he's kind of that bowling ball, you know, uh, get the extra yard or two bounce off a guy running back, and that, that could be very, very valuable for Denver, not only trying to replace C.J. Anderson, who was kind of very much like that, but that, you know, at least being a little bit of a different back that can complement a Devontae Booker, who a little bit more upright runner, Philip Lindsay, who's kind of more short and shifty. So th- there's going to be a lot of weapons that the running backs can, or the Broncos can use at the running back position. It's just going to be utilizing those. And Bill Musgrave is going to have to be the magician behind the, uh, behind the curtain who, who, who orchestrates all this and ensuring that Denver can do this because they have 
got to be able to con- at least stay on the field on offense. And you do that by the running game, controlling the line of scrimmage. And it goes into the offensive line. And certainly your effectiveness as a passer is going to affect it too. Look, defenses are going to stack eight in the box if you can't throw the football. But if, if, if Case Keenum is at least a slight upgrade, and, and we think he's a big upgrade, at least I do, when it comes to last year's situation at quarterback, this is going to have to keep defenses honest because Case Keenum can complete those short passes. And if you do that, you can't stuff the box anymore. And then all of a sudden you're getting those one-on-one matchups or those crucial um point of attack moments like I just referenced where you do have a linebacker screaming through the hole and if you can get that one block that one block from that Jake Budd or that Jeff Hireman or maybe Andy Janovich makes his way uh, onto this roster and becomes a a key guy in this uh, which I do hope happens then you're sealing that off and then you see a 5-10 yard burst from a D'Angelo Henderson or Royce Freeman. Offense stays on the field and you continue to move while the clock runs. Those are those back-breaking offensive drives late in the third that Denver just it just doesn't seem like they had. They'd go three plays, they were out, defense was back on the field, they were gassed and then all of a sudden a you know look, a, a tremendous pass rusher in Von Miller is the best pass rusher in the league, but when he He's playing more minutes than anybody else, and he is gassed. Fatigue is a thing. These guys aren't machines. These guys are are, are, are humans that can only last so long um, before you just start to see fatigue. And, and this is uh, over the course of a football game. Uh, that was a major problem for Denver that may have been solved with some of these offensive uh, keys. And that's why I do think there is going to be a little bit more balance this year when it comes to throwing the football running the football because now you have competency and I and I hate to use that word because it makes the previous year's quarterbacks look so bad but that was the reality that was the reality of how bad they were last year uh so Case Keenum coming in is going to help that run game in the idea that uh he can actually complete a couple passes you know you're you're not going to have defenses lining up in 8 9 in the box and saying okay hey Trevor Simeon beat us Defenses know Case Keenum can. Now, it is important for Case Keenum to complete those passes, but certainly uh, for the run game, it should at least provide a little bit of relief. So I do think they're going to use the running backs a little bit more out of the backfield as far as receivers-wise. I don't know if... You know, I I would imagine Devontae Booker, Royce Freeman is your one-two punch, or however the way you want to look at it. I really do think there's it's it's going to be a committee this year. You have too much talent to try to tap into. It's going to be situational committee work that uh, Musgrave is going to have to get creative with because uh, you know later in the season that could unveil a couple game plans you know when you only put a philip Lindsay or d'angelo henderson in for uh running you know uh, or plays where you're going to throw the football uh, you know that that's kind of a dead giveaway you know denver had that same situation last year at the tight end position when virgil green was in in the game it was clearly a run play uh, when jeff hireman was in it was leaning more towards the pass so they're gonna have to to, to creatively disguise those because you don't want defenses picking up on it too easily, and that's something that d- defenses will pick up on. But, of course, uh, referencing the tight end position, again, need to have some good blocking from them this year as well, too. Look, you don't have to catch 50 passes here. 
You, you don't have to catch, uh, heck, you don't have to catch five touchdowns. Um, Denver has threats at wide receiver. Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Manuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. Be nice if you can get some receiving out of the tight end position, but blocking for the running backs, I think, is so, so crucial for the tight ends this year because they're not expected or not demanded, not pressured to catch all these passes. If they can just get some good blocking, could be uh, real, real big for the Denver Broncos. Uh, my name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. And then, of course, you can uh, check out our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Be sure to do that. 1920 Blake Street. And then, uh, well, check them out on the web, tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, part two of a many part series for our, posi- our positional breakdown podcast. Say that five times fast. It's our stable of running backs, but who will lead the team? I do expect it to be at least Royce Freeman or Devonte Booker. I'm going to I'm going to hedge uh, I'm going to lean towards Royce Freeman to be the guy. Uh, but at least one of those two I think should lead Denver into 2018. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio and then of course for previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast and stories of the positional breakdowns that's at milehighsports.com. milehighsports.com.